This is Food First Michigan on 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Creating a food secure state. And by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. The Food Bank Council and our seven members, Gleaners, Forgotten Harvest, Food Gatherers, Food Bank of Eastern Michigan, Greater Lansing Food Bank, South Michigan Food Bank, and Feeding America West Michigan are all not-for-profit organizations that collectively serve every county in Michigan. The term nonprofit for some time seems like a contradiction to me. And when we examine the established norms of how the nonprofit system works, or doesn't work, we find it full of contradictions. For example, some donors will place limits on their giving if a nonprofit executive has a salary they believe to be too much. The practice has severe consequences in attracting the best and the brightest to the work of curing society's ills. Every charity holds endless fundraisers, and many use that capital to fund work that their communities need. I worked in and across Africa for nine and a half years and found some of the smartest, most skilled professionals on the planet doing the work of helping their neighbors. I have found the same here in the United States and Michigan in particular. I know highly skilled surgeons from a hospital in northern Kenya that could easily make more money back in the States operating on patients here. And at that same hospital, I watched a man build a dam across the Mara River in Kenya to put a hydroelectric generator so the hospital would have consistent power supply. These people, men and women, were the best of the best, but unfortunately, there are too few. There are too few of these high achievers able to commit to doing the great work like I just shared. The good news is that I have in the studio with me two leaders who are giving themselves to this mission of creating a food secure state. One is older, wiser, and you know him to be a thought leader par excellence. He's my co-host, Jerry Brisson. And also with me is a younger, very talented young man who is investing his one handful of life to make sure people in need have access to the fresh food that they both want and need. Mr. Taylor Moore, the innovative director of Food Rescue, a program of Goodwill Northern Michigan, is with me today. Taylor and Jerry, two leaders who are worth more than their weight in gold, join me next here on Food First Michigan. back, everyone. As promised, Jerry Brisson, the CEO at Gleaners and the president of the Food Bank Council Board of Directors. And uh, what do I always say? Like, you're my boss. <laughs> well, there's a little pretending that happens there. But yeah, right. Uh, I would say I am, I am so happy to have a guest in the studio again. 
It's fun. I mean, we've been we've been doing a lot of different people who've had to call in just because of their schedules and stuff. And it's been a while since we've had uh, you know, another warm body in the studio, and it's exciting to have somebody in here with us. I'm not gonna take all that thunder though, Doctor, and turn it back nope. to you. Well, it's Taylor Moore, and he is the uh, director of food rescue which is a program of Goodwill Northern Michigan, and you guys are located in the Traverse City area. And you have, like, an extraordinary background, Taylor. Um, and, you know, I have, I've seen firsthand the work that, that, that uh, Food Rescue is doing, and it's fabulous work. And so thanks for making the drive down from oh, TC all the way down to s- Southeast Michigan and the WJR studio. So, Taylor Moore, welcome to Food First Michigan. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. So, uh, as we dive into this show here, tell us a little bit about your background and how you became the director of Food Rescue in Traverse City. Yeah. So, I uh, started working at Karen Share Food Bank for Southern Colorado through a public interest fellowship program at Colorado College. And that was my first time working at a nonprofit. Um, I worked in agency relations and um, I started teaching cooking classes through Cooking Matters. I have a culinary background and this was the first time I realized that I have a skill that I can share and um, that this might be transformative for others. It was transformative for me. Mm-hmm. I um, have an autoimmune disease that's diet related. As a child, I was oh obese seven year old. You know, I can remember sitting mm. on the sidelines. You know, huffing and puffing, not having fun, feeling wildly uncomfortable. And no seven year old deserves, you know, to to experience that. No wow. child chooses to be obese, or just like no child chooses to um, live in poverty, be sure. food insecure. Um, so, right from an early age, it was about understanding fairness and what was unfair. And by the time I had gotten the job at the food bank, um, I was also aware of the structural inequalities and inequities that existed that food insecurity was a part of a, of a larger system um, that was complex um, and that structures would need to change in order to address uh, food insecurity. So personally feeling, you know, that this is the work I want to be involved in um, mm-hmm. and also understanding the larger, my, my part in the larger system. Well, you're, you're being a little humble there. And I appreciate that. Um, I recognize that, Jerry, even though we don't have that quality, um, that your culinary degree is not just your, I mean, God bless the associate degree programs and stuff, but mm-hmm. yours is a little more sophisticated than that. Can you unpack that just a little bit to give our audience a frame of the skill set that you actually have and sure. that experience. So I went to culinary school at the Cordon Bleu in Paris, and uh, it's a year-long program. It was intensive, and we learned how to cook just about everything. You know, it's a it's a program that gives you all the skills you need to show up into a kitchen and uh, and cook great food. You know, the best skill that I got from that was this was mise en place, right? Mm. Having things set up, 
having a place for everything and uh, being able to walk through what needed to be done in your mind and execute. And I use that same methodology for days, you know. This is, how, this is the recipe. These are the ingredients I need. And this is how I'm going to get from point A to point B. And, wow, working with your hands to, you know, the creativity, um, you know, the discipline. It's just has, has helped me out a lot. So I would say that Jerry is an extraordinary preparer of foods himself. Yeah. And is cool. quite elegant. I am a redneck barbecuer. <laughs> <laughs> but there's can a place really for everyone. Throw down when the time comes. Cool. <laughs> so I think you guys are going to have some of that in common, just knowing the both of you as I do. So extraordinary experience um, mm. to have that, you know, that 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 gaining of that knowledge and really a process about how to do work. Uh, you yeah. know, everything in it's a place for everything. And how do you get from point A? You know, I'm sure that those skills that you learned there are applying to even at the work at, at, at food rescue. Absolutely. You know, food is so empowering and being able to prepare food, you know, to, to be given whatever vegetable and know how to cook with it is a real skill that very few people really have. Um, and that's why I was talking about cooking matters is, um, you know, that ability to, to give the, that knowledge, to share that knowledge. But listen, you can't cook with food if you don't have access to food, if you don't actually have that food. And that's what the work at food rescue does so well. That's what we're doing in Northwest lower Michigan. So effectively is making sure that good food is available to all of our neighbors. I just want to make a point because it, you, the things you're saying are very moving. You know, your your passion and 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 belief in the work is so compelling. Um, when we talk about the partners that we have in our network, and there's many, um, this is the piece that's so important for people to hear, because our the people we work with inspire us, and that's yeah. what keeps us motivated. It's what keeps us going. Now, the people we serve inspire us in different ways, right? So there's lots of inspiration in the work coming from different places. But, uh, but you know, what you're talking about in terms of, you know, uh, one of the little sayings we have is the less you know about a problem, the easier it is to solve, <laughs> right? And so you started right from the get-go talking about how entering into this, you begin to realize that this is complicated, there's a lot of different elements. There's structural elements. There's personal elements. There's, there's, you know, um, there's a lot of pieces that have to fit together to do this in a way that's respectful and dignified and effective and scalable and affordable and you know mm. all those all those pieces of the pie. But none of that matters as much as that connection that you so exhibit in how you talk about this work, the connection to the people and the connection to wanting to make a difference. And I think it's what we have in common with our listeners too, people that really listen because they want to make a difference. They want to learn a little bit more this week about what's happening in this work and why it matters. So what an honor it is for us to have you uh, with us today. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. You know, Colin McDonough was on recently working the American Heart Association, uh, working on universal school meals, and I'm in on those Zoom meetings. So, the, I mean, what 
y'all bring is this you are a binder too for for people like me and other some of our partners too to feel involved in the collective work that we're trying to do in the state of michigan and that's what i'm really you know i'm so excited to be here in part to establish a relationship with with you you know because northwest what happens in northwest michigan matters down here and vice versa yeah sure absolutely Well, we're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back, Taylor, we want to talk a little bit more in depth about Food Rescue. Um, That's a program of Goodwill uh, Northern Michigan, and and really about how when you came, it was a pretty straightforward food rescue program. But I think in my conversation with you, I've noticed this language about systems change. Yeah. So I think that's our long-term solution. So let's Mm. unpack that on the other side of the break. He's Taylor Moore. He's the director of Food Rescue. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. We're all three back with you in just a moment. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We're back here on Food First Michigan. Taylor Moore, the director of Food Rescue, drove all the way down from Traverse City this morning to be in our studio with Jerry Brisson and myself, Dr. Phil Knight. So, Taylor, thanks for making the trip, and thanks for uh, for the work that you're doing. But tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, food rescue. I've been there. I've seen it. Yeah. I love it. Um, but I think it was a bit of a straightforward, um, maybe simpler, food, straightforward food rescue plan. But man, when, when you and I talked, when we had a yeah. media event up there with uh, Senator, uh, former Senator Wayne Smith, um, mm-hmm. not too long ago, I mean, I could really hear in your voice and in your vocabulary that this is really about systems change. Yeah. That's right. It is. It has from the start. So I talked about, you know, the complexity of issues. And one of the key parts of systems change, as I see it, is finding leverage points, finding what it is that you can do that's going to have a ripple effect. And when I came on, the project was, how are we distributing food in our area is it being equitably distributed? Are there needs out there that we don't know about? And the answer was yes. So with an additional truck, additional routes, we were able to increase the amount of food that we delivered into the outlying counties, the more rural counties, fivefold, wow. which was amazing. And this was a, that was about bringing food to people where they are. Mm-hmm. So... What food rescue does best is move food. We have box trucks. Um, we do have a warehouse, but the idea is to pick up food and deliver it as quickly as possible. Um, we serve about 70 different pantries and meal sites in the five counties. That's Antrim, Benzie, Grand Travers, Leelanau, and Kalkaska County. And right off the bat, it's about leverage points. So the biggest systems change project that we are doing right now and that is actually transitioning into something new was how do we increase the amount of healthy food that we're delivering Mm -hmm. in 2014 there was a survey done in the five counties and it asked people 
two important things to this conversation. One is, what do people that are accessing the food want? Which was fresh produce. We know this. Two, what is the availability? So in 2014, there were three pantries, 13% of the pantries in the five counties, who always had fresh produce available when they opened their doors. That number, as of six months ago, is 26 pantries, 66% of the pantries. Now, every time they open their pantry doors, have fresh fruits and vegetables available. And that is the outcome of systems change work. And do we, do we have an applause button that <laughs> something that we can play right here? Because that's fabulous news. Mm. Fabulous news. Jerry says often and has for six years on this show that we have to think about the food that people want and need yeah. because that leads to consumption. Mm -hmm. And you're expressing those same values right here in the work that you, the change that you brought to this work. I also want to just mention trust because you talk to people, they tell you what you want or what they want, and it turns out that they want the healthiest foods. That's right. Right? It turns out that what people want is actually the food you'd want them to have, right? And and if you approach relationships from a place of trust where you actually believe that 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 conversation is going to lead you someplace good it's mm. going to lead you someplace better it's not just about the people we serve but it's about everyone that we encounter in this work when we say meet people where they are that's not a step down mm. right it's a step into trust that takes you to a better place and knowing and believing that changes the way uh, you even imagine system change. And my experience is it usually changes it to be more scalable. It usually changes it to have a better cost benefit. And it usually changes it to be a more dignified setting. Yeah. All of which is really, really important. When you talk about going to 66% of pantries who now have fresh vegetables and fruits available every time their doors open. I started in this work 35 years ago. Those weren't even the questions, mm. right? I mean, it, it, we didn't even have a framework to talk about that. And now it's 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 just, well, look, we talked to people and this is what they said they want and this is what we were able to do. That's how you get to a food secure community that's healthy and happier and and is working the way it's supposed to work. It's very exciting. You know, the trust that we have seen grow is has been between all the different partners but specifically for this increasing access to healthy food it has been between the northwest food coalition food rescue and groundwork and all three of us received a grant a systems change grant which committed us to working together to mm. being in alignment to having transparent goals and we established new policies, new practices. We were looking at the way that resources flow in between us. We were working together and collaboratively, and we were being pushed by a local funder, Rotary Charities, to do this work. And it has them just going out and setting these projects up and supporting it was transformative in and of itself. But um, the best way that systems change work can be understood 
in our area is through the purchasing committee of the Northwest Food Coalition, which currently buys local fruits and vegetables from local farms. They have spent $350,000 over the last four years um, on local produce. Food Rescue, we handle all the logistics of getting that food in and out, but the Northwest Food Coalition, um, their members are in charge themselves of what is purchased. So at that purchasing committee, we have uh, Tangela Lemkul, who's the manager of the Traverse City and Antrim Grand Traverse Band of Ottawa and Chippewa Indians, um, their, their office, Jill Johnson, Can-Do Island, serving people with developmental disabilities. We have uh, people that represent school pantries, large pantries, meal sites serving people experiencing homelessness. This is what I'm getting at, is that it's representative. And it, sure. the people that are making the decisions are the people that are actually on the ground serving their communities. So when we talk about, um, you know, do we need more apples? We have eight different folks at our committee meetings that are able to chime in and say, we need to hold off. We actually could use more carrots or whatever, you know, whatever they decide. But that has been so empowering. And because of that group, we're now having conversations that we would have otherwise not have had. Um, we're talking about farmland protection, <laughs> you know, right. it, it's pretty incredible. So, you know, you talk about, and we've said on the show for years, Jerry, that, you know, yes, the food banks and our partners, we distribute food, but really we distribute hope. Mm. And, and we do that because of the relationship we have with the community, which is built on trust. But it sounds like in this conglomerate, <laughs> mm -hmm. this grouping of, of organizations and the people that represent the community, uh, if you're able to function like that, there's got to be a pretty strong element of trust that's binding people together, too. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, I was nervous that uh, they'd be saying, well, you know, they're getting this amount and I'm getting this amount and none of that's happened. Everyone is on, everyone is committed to getting healthy food out to people in need. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. And it comes, it's going to look different at different times of the year. It's going to look different in different counties. And we understand that. When we've built systems, policies of how we work together too, to really kind of hone in on that so people can share out what their needs are so they can be understood because miscommunication happens so frequently it can really derail sure. these processes. Sure. Or non-communication, right? Mm. I mean, I said to a guy the other day, he said, I'm sorry we had a miscommunication. I said, well, no, that's not what we had because we would have had to have communication in order to have miscommunication. So, but we're communicating with you. This is Taylor Moore, the director of Food Rescue, a program of Goodwill Northern Michigan located in the Traverse City area, and he's our guest. He's with Jerry Brisson and Dr. Phil Knight. We're going to come back for another segment with Taylor. You come back, too. Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Welcome back, everyone. Taylor Moore, the director of Food Rescue, uh, is with us today. Taylor is an exceptional leader with a tremendous background, and I'm really just happy 
that, uh, and our regular listeners know I use this phrase a lot, uh, how you're investing your one handful of life. It's pretty inspiring. Jerry, um, let me just throw it over to you because I I think you got something that's burning on you. There's always things, right? Right. Uh, And I would say this, you know, um, obviously we're, we're... we're moved by this conversation, and it wouldn't be surprising that we would be, and I'm sure our listeners are too, right? Because at the end of the day, you're talking about the things that make us all want to do this work and stay in the work and, and reinvest in the work, right? But there's an end in mind, right? There's an end in mind. So, so talk to us about the end in mind. Where do we want to be when this thing is finally done? Yeah, what does food security look like in our community? You know, this is this is something that uh, I still have to spend a lot more time on. You know, it's about changing the mindset. That scarcity mindset is pretty, it's intense. And a lot of us get into it. Um, but, you know, coming out of the pandemic where we had programs and resources that we've never seen before, um, I think right now we're also seeing more opportunity Um than ever before. There is so much, I mean, we're backslipping. You all have done a great job of advocating that we need to keep moving forward. Um, and we can't go backwards. We need to make sure kids and seniors, those most marginalized receive food, but, um, or, and a food secure, uh, community is one, I think where, we are rescuing food, um, not not for the purposes of, you know, someone in, being in desperate need where their, you know, their shelves aren't full, their refrigerators aren't full, but where we're where we're where we're bringing people together um, in community and understanding the abundance that we really have. I mean, forty percent of food. Is, just about is, is wasted in the United States. This is an incredible statistic. So right. we need we need better funding of Michigan agricultural agricultural surplus system. You know, more funding for that is supporting more farms and getting more produce out to people. Um, you know, we are losing farmland. We are losing the amount of farms. And so in a food secure community, we have a lot more farms. We have right. farmers that are making a living. There are farmers that are are able to share effectively. Um, we have distribution systems that are covering every square inch, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I'll go back to this, you know, amazing committee that I get to sit on. Um, it, it will be, it will be, um, we will have more, communication than ever before and i think there's a lot of you know inefficiency there you know people think that that you know you you can just make the decision um no community decisions decisions take time and it's important that people have a seat at the table and uh that they're fun you know yeah Yeah. not not feeling like it's the end of the world um and that's that's, I know we have that right now, and um, it's just only going to need to grow um, in order for us to to make sure that we're meeting meeting the needs. The closer a decision is to home, 
the easier it is to understand everything you just said, right? So if you think about your own household and your household has to make a decision between two things, let's say maybe it's, maybe it's you know, we, we want to get a different car and maybe that's uh, up against we need a new roof. Right? You, you don't go. know, right? But the closer a decision is to home, now you're sitting down and talking about, well, these are things we, we need. We need them both. We can't get them both at once. So how do we start talking about, well, what do you need first and what do you need second? How do you prioritize that? And and if you and your spouse disagree, you don't make the decision in a minute. <laughs> mm. You, you give it the time it needs, right? Because why? Because the relationship is valuable and you trust that through that conversation and through understanding each other, you're going to have a better community in your own home, right? And that's really what we're talking about. It's not different except there's more things, right? When you look at all the things community needs and how community needs to engage to prioritize what we need to do first, second, and third, the end result isn't just getting those things, right? It's developing relationships within your community that you're all living in a better community at the end of that process. And I think that is the, the, what, what I would describe as what you just said in terms of a food secure community looks like one that people actually enjoy living in. Right. Mm. And wanting to relate to each other rather than being afraid of relating to each other. And you mentioned it right early in your story about the experience of coming together for the first time and people being worried about what that might be like. And are people just going to be takers? And can we see this bigger picture together? And maybe we can and maybe we can't. And 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 well, lo and behold, actually, we can. Mm. How do you like them apples for Traverse City? (laughs) (laughs) Or cherries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unpacking that, I think, is a great leadership principle to say, let's begin with the end in mind. What does a food secure community look like? I mean, we, you, you, you know, we've talked, we've had this conversation, educational outcomes, health outcomes, you know, uh, behavior outcomes in school, you know, all of these things, you know, and who benefits from that? Well, nobody benefits that more than the state does. Mm. You know, so I think the vision is is there. The other thing I think I really liked you said earlier in the show, Taylor, was food is empowering. Yeah. And I think the empowerment is to create the community that you just described. That's that's absolutely right. Yeah. The uh, the amount of farms, for instance, that we work with 24 different farms we have. We now have. um hundreds of people that are involved in, in, in making sure that food is given out and everyone knows where it's coming from. You know, it's, it's small enough, right. Where we can't, where, where we have that. And, um, I mean, people know each other by name and, yeah. um, that is so, that is so key. Um, feeling empowerment for me is being able to put a face with a name and to be able to put a face with, with a piece of produce, you know, that's really amazing. You are going to value that food so much more if you know it came right down the street from Providence farm or second spring farm. Right. And that's happening. And we're, we're, that's just, just now happening. It's brand new. And, um, 
you know, the imagining a food secure community is, as I said, something new to me. It's going to take so much imagination, but I know we have, we, we have all the parts. I think we know what we need to do. It is about building trust and taking that leap and speaking out and going for it. Yeah. And I am so excited. I really feel like we're, um, like we're moving in the right direction and I'm appreciating everything I'm hearing from, from y'all too. Right. Well, I think that your enthusiasm is contagious and certainly hope that it is, right? Because I think that what you're preaching is is as good a gospel as we have for how we're going to get to food security. You know, it takes a lot of pieces and parts and people doing what they can and and being in trust relationships and continuing to discover newer and better ways. And we talk about more and better all the time. So I think you've done a great job uh, really helping your community get to a new place. And that's going to teach more things, right? Mm. And that means we got to have you on the show again, <laughs> not too far in the distant future. Doctor, what else? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a promise for sure. So Taylor Moore, the director for Food Rescue, is a program of Goodwill Northern Michigan. It's located in the Traverse City area. He is our friend, but more important than that, he's our colleague. And I feel a little encouraged here, Jerry, that as old as we are, we've got some folks like leaders like Taylor that are coming, you know, I mean, you got a little gray in your beard there. <laughs> without a doubt. You know, without a doubt. I think it's an encouraging time for us to see leaders like Taylor that are picking up this mantle and believing that the problem can be solved. Because if you don't believe the problem can be solved, you you'll just, never solve it. You'll That's never solve exactly it. right. Taylor Moore, the director of Food Rescue, thanks for being with us today. And Jerry and I will be back in just a moment to wrap up this edition of Food First Michigan. Welcome back, everybody. Jerry Persson, that was Taylor Moore. And... Um, What's your thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I started by saying it's great to have someone in the studio with us, and I'll end by saying, man, it was great to have someone in the studio <laughs> with us. Taylor did a great job. Uh, I am humbled, impressed, excited, uh, and hope springs eternal, I guess, are my thoughts. I, I think there's great work going on all over the state of Michigan, and one of the benefits of doing this show is meeting people who are contributing mightily to that work. So, uh, I, I, I mean, what more can I say? It was a really great experience with Taylor today. Well, I think he's, uh, he's thinking a lot of the right thoughts and those influence our work. And, you know, one of the things, the benefit of the show is that whenever we have someone like Taylor with us, particularly in studio, we learn and, you know, we're lifelong learners. We're committed to that. And to hear his perspective and his wisdom and um, and even to hear about his journey, you know, where how life has has kind of been woven together to lead him to this place of influence and leadership is pretty special. And he plugged the mass program. That's I mean, true. how about that, yeah, you, know? you know? More money for mass. We don't want to forget that little tidbit. And, you know, it, but what it connects to is the trust relationships they're building up in the Traverse City area with people who need 
those services that are provided and the farmers that have the food to actually provide the healthy produce that people say is what they want and need, connecting that local funder to that so that they can be part of the solution, and then bringing all those service providers together to make decisions about what's going to be purchased for who and why. That's just fantastic stuff. Great great model. Yep. Great model. Yep. Time for a little food for thought. The word nonprofit to me is illogical. Profit comes from the Latin word profectus for progress and the verb that simply means to advance. It is a dangerous combination of words to describe the work that so many depend on and need as a nonprofit, which literally means no progress. The early American Puritan beliefs molded this sector of American life and it sits in direct contradiction to our purpose and impact. Charity in America is, as far as I know, the only sector that begins with a negative, non-profit. But many of you give money to support the charitable work happening across the state because you want to see progress. Legislators will often ask me, when is enough enough, Phil? And I'm convinced the answer is to progress in this impact sector is directly tied to the quality of the person doing the work. The lids need to fly off. The bondages of old ideas that hold charities in place should be cut away and the sector should be freed to do the work with the highest quality individuals available. People like Jerry and Taylor should not be the exception they should be the rule. More and better are better and more people to do the work of creating positive impact. For us at the Food Bank Council, that means having the right people to help us put and keep food first, folks. Food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state.